I yearn for someone fresh, someone unexpected, to turn this season on its head. Another season of everyone's favorite Regency romp is on the way. Yes, Bridgerton will be back for a third round of perfect couples, pastel frocks, and lots of flirting. But who will be season three's featured couple? Here's what we know, what we don't, and our take on what might be in store for our favorite Georgian bows. Now who's to begin? A few spoilers from the books coming up. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get notified about all our new videos. Bridgerton is inspired by a series of novels by Julia Quinn, and each novel follows the love story of one of the eight Bridgerton siblings. So if the show were going in order, next up would be An Offer from a Gentleman, the story of second son Benedict's romance. It's as if we sit among the stars. What's wrong with you? But after executive producer Shonda Rhimes hinted that the show was not necessarily going in order, star Nicola Coughlin revealed that season three would skip ahead to book four, romancing Mr. Bridgerton, and center the romance between Penelope and Colin. Season three showrunner Jess Brownell confirmed the news, saying it's Colin and Penelope's time. After all, season two already explored the developing feelings between the couple. Colin. Are you all right? I believe so. Good, because we Dancing. Still, they didn't exactly end on an up note, and in classic Bridgerton romance style, the couple will have a lot to overcome before a happily ever after. By the end of season two, Colin seems to at last be giving Penelope the attention she's desperately desired. After his long-standing fixation on Marina, now Lady Crane, Colin starts to snap out of it a little after Marina gives him a hint that he should be paying more attention to someone else. If you would simply open your eyes to what is in front of you, then you might see there are those in your life you already make happy. And who would that be? Penelope. Later in the season, Colin defends Penelope's honor from her unscrupulous scheming cousin, Lord Featherington, and they dance together on the night of the Featherington's gold ball, while he makes cryptic yet significant sounding statements that leave her elated. If your cousin does not return the money and leave your family alone, I will have another thing to say to him. I will always look after you, Penelope. However, as she goes outside after her fight with Eloise, she overhears Colin being quizzed about their dance by a group of other guys, and he responds dismissively and cruelly. Are you mad? I would never dream of courting Penelope Featherington, not in your wildest fantasies. The scene echoes Antony's thoughtless bluster in front of other gentlemen at the beginning of the season, which Kate overheard and hated. Squiring every eligible miss around town until you're barely able to see straight. So perhaps Colin is just being a stupid guy here, putting on a front for the boys because he's not ready to openly admit his true feelings. In the fourth novel, Colin and Penelope do end up getting together. As actress Nicola Kuglin points out though, in the books, the couple don't get together for another 10 years, so there may still be a lot of time for many twists and turns and deeper feelings to develop. Kuglin theorized that perhaps this incident will stop her treating him like a god, which is definitely a healthier foundation for a relationship. Gotta realize he's just a human. You put him on a pedestal, like let's take him down off the pedestal. You've gotta bring yourself up to his level because right now it's like this. Kuglin has also observed Penelope's very modern mentality of wanting it all, and we wonder if potentially something may have to give for her in season three. She's a very modern woman in a lot of ways in that she wants it all. She wants to have love. It's not going to work because she can't lie to the people that she loves, so I would like to see her sort of face up to that a little bit and figure it out. It's possible season four will center Benedict's romance. Book three, An Offer from a Gentleman, is full-blown Cinderella story. Benedict falls in love with a mystery girl at a ball who disappears after midnight. 
Her name is Sophie Beckett, and she's the illegitimate daughter of an earl who turns out to have been forced into servitude by, you guessed it, her wicked stepmother. Season 2 already showed more interest in the second brother's character development. Benedict was fleshed out a lot more, had some pretty funny scenes where he saw into the deeper nature of existence while on opium powder, and he got a pretty sweet scene where he hypothesized about what love might feel like. What is it truly to admire a woman? To delight in her beauty, so much so that all your defenses crumble. So there is a poetic, sensitive lover in there, but so far in his love life, Benedict has been off having a lot of fun. First with seamstress Madame Delacroix, and next with model and aspiring artist Tessa. He's contrasted with his older brother Antony and younger sister Daphne, who as the eldest male and female siblings respectively carry more responsibility to marry well as part of their duty to the family. I only mean to say, you may be a second son, brother. That does not exempt you from familial duty altogether. We already saw season two planting the seeds for the character development and future romance of more siblings at once, especially in Eloise and Colin's plot. You are special to me. So it seems like as seasons go on, it might not stay laser focused on just one love story at a time. There's also a good chance season four will skip over Benedict again to feature the romance of a bigger fan favorite, Eloise. At first, this season pretended to be about Eloise's introduction to society, but Eloise is a nonconformist who was shown to be totally disinterested in men and marriage in season one. However, while Eloise was predictably unimpressed with society's offering of gentlemen, Are those marbles? What fun! Must I go and read now? The show introduced her to someone far more exciting, Theo, a young man who's not of her social class but shares her intellectual interests and introduces her to stimulating new political thought. When I read something new or provoking, it is you I would like to speak with about those thoughts. The show started a budding romance between the pair. So I'm wondering, you might also have thoughts of me when you think before Penelope's interference and his doubts prevented her from going further. You are a lady who has never had to endure any real difficulties in your life. You've taken your pleasure from lowlife, Miss Bridget, and now I think it best you return to Mayfair before you get me into any more trouble. Eloise clearly has feelings here, so many fans would like to see more Theo in the future. However, spoiler from the books coming up, Theo's not actually in the Bridgerton novels. And in book five, to Sir Philip with love, Eloise marries someone else, Sir Philip Crane, Marina's current husband. Eloise gets together with him after Marina dies, though in the books, Marina is a distant cousin of the Bridgertons, not the Featheringtons, and Eloise and Philip fall in love through writing letters to each other before even meeting. TikToker Joan Sonaware theorized that Eloise's future romance is the real reason season two briefly reintroduced Marina. They wouldn't have brought in Marina Thompson if it wasn't Eloise's season next. It sets up her death, Eloise writing the letters to him, and Sir Philip and Eloise meeting and getting married. At the end of season two, Eloise Bridgerton finally uncovered Lady Whistledown's true identity, and it was her best friend, Penelope. I was trying to protect Is you. Is that what you were doing? By writing about me in your latest sheet? Eloise realized that Penn had exposed damaging secrets about Eloise's family and Eloise herself. For she's apparently been associating unchaperoned with improper company. Political radicals, in fact. Penn saw the choice to reveal Eloise's friendship with Theo as helping Eloise, since the Queen was certain that Eloise was the writer and was ready to punish her. It was the only way I could save you! The only person you were interested in saving was yourself. But Eloise sees it as a ruthless power move, revealing just how little Penelope actually values the people she claims to be loyal to. 
I ended my friendship with Theo because of you, because of your self-serving manipulation. In season two, we saw how much gratification Penn gets from Whistledown, and when Eloise considers lying to the queen that she is Whistledown, Penn feels threatened. If I have to say I'm Whistledown, then so be it. But that will only last for so long. You cannot continue lying like that. What will happen? When she's challenged by Eloise and talking about finding one's calling with Colin, Penelope speaks about how she feels like she's doing something great and finding her purpose. At least I did something. My purpose will challenge me to be brave and witty. So while it briefly seemed like a chasm between Eloise and Penelope might stop Lady Whistledown from writing, at the season's end, Penelope picks up her pen once more. Gentle reader, you thought I was silenced, but you thought wrong. Leading up to this passage, we actually hear some of the speech in Penelope's own voice. So maybe the symbolism of this is that Lady Whistledown is now resolved not to stop, even if Eloise's discovery leads to Penelope getting unveiled. She's doubling down on her newfound career fulfillment. Just as in her personal life, she's feeling particularly devastated and wounded over losing her best friend, and she thinks, at least, being rejected by Colin. Bridgerton isn't trying to be very historically accurate. It's set in a universe that developed without our world's racism, for example. But the monarchs of that time really were King George III and his Queen Charlotte. They were happily married, and George, known as the Mad King of England, did suffer from a mental illness which caused him great confusion and his wife great grief. The very brief glimpses we get of the couple in Bridgerton show George after his health has declined in deeply sad and poignant moments that hark back to their beautiful young love. Can someone come and assist? I didn't mean to keep you waiting, Rosie. My bride, my, my beautiful bride. She's radiant, is she not? So it makes sense that Rhymes has chosen the couple to form the basis of her next Bridgerton offering, a prequel spin-off delving into the early days of Queen Charlotte and her love story. The conflicts we might see a younger Charlotte and George face were alluded to in Edwina's monologue to the king as she calmed him when he was disoriented. I hear the two of you face many trials during your happy courtship. Today will make all of it well worth it. But the prequel is set to feature the young Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury. And I feel like Canthony's just beginning. Really, yeah. by the end of season two, there's so much more to explore. Fans were left wanting more of Kate and Anthony's relationship since we only got to see them together at the very end of the final episode. And Simone Ashley, the actress who plays Kate, has confirmed they'll be back. Can we expect you back for season three? Yeah, we will definitely see more of Kate and Anthony. Though viewers may have been worried that Kate and Anthony would suffer the same fate as Daphne and the Duke, losing airtime after their own season's conflicts were resolved, Simone says that their marriage will be explored further in the next season, and Jonathan and reinforced the family nature of the show, saying, We intend to be at every wedding. It remains to be seen whether Edwina will make a match, although the scene seems to be set for her to marry the prince of her dreams. After she massively impresses the queen, the monarch offers up her own nephew. Have I yet told you about my nephew? He is a prince. And he is available. The prince who almost ended up with Daphne in season one and briefly flirted with Cressida Cowper, who gives this look when the queen brings him up for Edwina. At the start of season two, Edwina expresses her desire to marry a man with a very important title. A prince or a duke, perhaps. And she seems very excited about the lifestyle and status Anthony as a Viscount can offer her. He is the one I want, Kate. The Viscount. His family, this home, the life he offers me. But after she's deeply hurt to learn he loves her sister, she begins to grow as a person and seems to realize she does want real love in her life. I want to know myself truly and to know who you are too. 
Because I am unsure I like the young ladies we have both been playing. So it seems like it will be important to see if the prince actually captures her heart. The actress who plays Edwina, Charithra Chandran, said that though she'd love to see Edwina in a romance of her own, there is a far more important story to be told first, and then love can happen, which is one of self-discovery. Jonathan Bailey even speculated that Edwina may make it into the Queen spin-off series. One of my favorite relationships, though, is Edwina and the Queen. Yeah. And she's got yeah. her own spin-off. Yeah. So we might be seeing Edwina <laughs> popping up. Vulture predicts that Francesca, the sixth Bridgerton sibling, may make more of an appearance in season three. And it's also been reported that a new actress, Hannah Dodd, will be taking over the role. Francesca's dedicated book is sixth in Julia Quinn's series of novels, so there's still time to get to know her better, but so far we've only met her briefly in the seasons. Fans miss so much. Mm, indeed. And it may make sense to introduce her more thoroughly in season three to get people excited about her prospective matches. We also know that Adjua Endo, the actress who plays Lady Danbury, would like her own romance. I would love Lady Danbury to have a love interest. And as a show that thrives on breaking down TV's boundaries, we can imagine Bridgerton giving a woman in her 50s a beautiful love story. Just because you're over 50 does not mean that you don't still, Ooh. you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, the blood yeah. still heats and... Uh, there are, there are juices flowing. Plus, after the Sharma sisters' beautiful arcs, fans have already been campaigning for another great representation opportunity in the next episode's lead. Sophie's story is a Cinderella story. Let Sophie have her Cinderella moment. Let her bag a Bridgerton. So what are your theories on Bridgerton's hotly anticipated season three? I really want to know what happens next. I think people are going to be ready Amazing. for season three. Thanks for watching The Take. Make sure to subscribe and let us know what you want The Take on next.